everyone welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com my name is abhishek and this issue celebrates the philanthropists of the year from the world of indian business it's the third year running that forbes india has been doing this and uh, this one has some interesting names and categories deepak gajwani the deputy editor and editor online has anchored this issue he is with me on the other line hi deepak thanks for joining in again Hi Abhishek it's always a pleasure to talk to you for our podcast. And it's it's a good time it's a Christmas Eve uh, New Year's around the corner and you choose this time to celebrate not capitalism but the other side of it which is giving the giving side tell us about it what are the awards about Right the perception for Forbes is celebrating capitalism celebrating entrepreneurship when we launched Forbes in India back in 2009 the stock market was down the entire recession economy had taken a hit at a global level and a lot of people had also started thinking that the amount of wealth that they had amassed over the boom years what is the best way to deploy the wealth is it only to celebrate the riches by jets by mansions or is there a bigger purpose of acquiring wealth and it is in that process that we instituted this award back in 2012 and uh, forbes india decided very clearly that we need to show this side of our billionaires also and it is in that attempt that we instituted forbes india philanthropy awards and how do you measure this how do you measure philanthropy is it just money because last time we spoke about the celebrity special issue where you mentioned fame money number crunching so how did you measure philanthropy or how do you do it at forbes well in our case we clearly see that it's not just merely writing a check which matters it's the amount of effort that the person puts in the time that he or she gives the sincerity with how he or she approaches it because writing a check is the easiest thing and especially for billionaires whom we normally write about but we try to find people who would have taken special attention done a long range planning of 15 20 years because the kind of organizations that they are setting up need to outlive them and outlast their own physical existence those are the people that we try to identify and look at the business model sustainability of the organizations the charity organizations or you know ngos that they create and then we go about choosing them we definitely have a knowledge partner give india who's very very proficient in in these matters they know both the givers and the receivers because they're a platform who connect these two and then we also have always an eminent jury which helps us pick the right candidates and this year we had four people on the jury panel the chair was mr narayanan wagul who was also the jury chair in the year 1 for our awards he is the former icici bank chairman and we had uh, mr mv subaya he is the executive former executive chairman and the patriarch of the murugappa group the third person we had was jayant sena he is currently the minister of state for finance he's worked with mckinsey he's worked with omidya uh, network partners he's known quite a bit on the philanthropy side because with omidya his experience has been identifying people who need the wealth and he again has played very much like given you the connecting role and the fourth person we had this year on the jury was rohini nilekani who herself you know the amount of riches and wealth that she and her husband have made through infosys and building infosys and shares she and her husband have put together a lot of money aside for various initiatives she herself is a founder chairperson of aragyam one of her ngo and has been actively pursuing the cause of philanthropy so between the four of them they helped us identify eight winners for awards this year 
And you mentioned that it's not just about money. One, I quote one of the tech billionaires that is on your list, Guru Raj Deshpande, who says that an idea does not have an impact unless it is directed at some burning problem in the world. And he's working in helping NGOs become sustainable and helping them to be in an autopilot mode. So it's like a self-fueling mechanism where they don't have to go out for grants and charities, but figuring out a way to make money themselves. So this time the list, you have taken in names which have made NGOs sustainable. Was that a conscious effort? It has always been our effort. Of the eight awards we have this year, one is an organization award, which is for Outstanding Corporate Foundation. The balance seven are individual awards, which range from a corporate catalyst to the most outstanding philanthropist being the flagship award for us this year, emerging leader, the Good Samaritan, all of these are individuals. For us, yes, we're very clear that when we look at people and their act of giving philanthropy, we clearly see, uh, is there a sustainable model? Has he or she or the organization create a sustainable model to eventually stand on its own feet? So that's a very clear conscious call to look at models which become a sample, a learning example for others because at the end of the day, the, the eight articles that you will read in the latest issue are clear models that should be emulated by others who are looking for answers of how to do it right and how to do it best. Can I give a few examples there of the eight articles, something that springs to mind at this moment? I'll talk about first the flagship award, which is on the cover, Shiv Nader. Here's a man who made millions and millions of dollars through his technology company, HCL. At some point, he realized that beyond making money, there has to be core reason why he's been gifted with this wealth and the amount of success that he's had. And something switched on within his mind and he made a commitment to give out billion dollar worth into charity and a foundation. So he started his own foundation. His first and principal cause was the cause of education because he realizes that and believes very clearly that India has a huge population which right now, apart from the basic uh, issue of food, health and sanitation, there is a huge 50% of our uh, you know, population is youth who can be misled without the lack of support of education. And he's put up... Uh, Shivna, the university, he's put up technology colleges, engineering. So he's clearly focusing on a, a, a university who will spring up a lot of educational institutes across the nation. He's taken one step at a time, although, and trying to build a very sustainable organization which will outlast him himself. Another interesting bit from the article was that he uses the power of crowdsourcing to find the best NGOs that he could work with. There are more than 3.4 million of them around, he says, and this can be a good exercise to partner with the right ones because there are just too many of them sometimes. Exactly. He, he realizes that he can't do it all by himself. He has to connect and to take the message faster, to get the impact faster. So here's a professional mind working, right? And that's the best thing about this. So all the people that we talk about, be the professionals who've turned their attention towards uh, philanthropy or billionaires, they bring with themselves the skill set, the capability, the efficiency of running an organization. So they know how to get the word out faster. They know how to deploy the money in a best possible manner where there is less wastage and more impact and efficient organization capabilities. They bring all their skill set to running the philanthropic organizations that they do or that they set up. 
exactly in the manner that they've uh, you know run their own business organization one of the names that caught my attention from the essays was one of bijal damani a commerce teacher who encouraged uh, students to buy and sell stuff just like you do it at a bazaar this program has expanded to more than 1800 students Uh, expects to grow up to more than 10000 students and they secured a profit of 13.5 lakh rupees which will be donated to philanthropy a revenue model which sustains itself again and it's being fueled by students and and they get a chance to work towards the community as well true this is uh, you know this is our award called good samaritan award so apart from the businessmen that we identify or the you know billionaires or entrepreneurs we identified one award we realized should be given to the common citizen of india to identify who in their own work and sphere and not necessarily doing only philanthropy as their core objective so we do not consider csr professionals because that's their core objective for good samaritan we open up the nominations it's a web based entry form apart from our own research we spread the word through our television channel network 18 channels on in our magazine on our website from our social media we encourage a lot of people working within companies to nominate their friends their colleagues who they feel that have gone beyond their call of duty beyond their regular job in the company and done something remarkably different and better for the society and humanity Bijal Damani was a very classic case. Here is a teacher. She's a 43-year-old teacher. She was a special needs teacher at a school in Rajkot. She became a class teacher of a of a class where they had the most notorious students. It's an elite school where the principal had eventually got tired of replacing the class teacher because none of the teachers wanted to be the class teacher of that batch of students. So here she comes. She she's given this tough task. She realizes that these rich people a don't know the other side of life, which is people who do not have wealth, people who do not have all the affluence. B she realizes that these are bright kids. Their energy needs a channel. So she combines these two, and there are these are commerce students, by the way. So she put all of this together, and she gave them a challenge to raise funds for the underprivileged, and that became the cause. for these students they put in all their might and effort the first time they put up a bazaar by you know getting a lot of handcrafted stuff and they raised 8000 bucks that gave them huge confidence and in the process they also learned various skills of how to gather every handicraft that they could get their hands to how to learn putting an organization structure together how to sell how to get people to buy and it's been since many years now that she's been doing this and it's become a big event now in in the city of rajkot and we found this remarkable that here is a teacher who's doing such a great work and effort and she plans to scale it up it's called galaxy bazaar it has a full fledged website of its own so it's becoming a movement in the city and she would like to take it to all other schools as well and you mentioned in your opening essay that more and more examples are coming out numbers are rising number of people wanting to give money and time of course the companies act mandates profit making enterprises to contribute 2% of their profits to these activities but have you seen the stats really rise when you compare this to the last two years what has been your experience in the third year running deepak certainly the numbers are rising and there are two reasons for that 
Companies Act is one, of course, where the companies are mandated to share 2% of their profits, but that's going towards organizations, right? And here are awards of the eight, seven are individual-led awards. So it is more about what individuals are doing and not just companies. So yes, there's a lot of money now chasing philanthropic and charity activities by the virtue of Companies Act. Uh, And that will give a fill up to a lot of giving from the corporate side. On the individual side, what has happened also is that since the reforms and since about 2000 to 2007, 8, there was a boom time in India. A lot of people made a lot of money. Many people were lifted because of a high GDP growth. Many people were lifted from the poverty line and, you know, they became self-sustainable. So you look at various people who have prospered. What happens is it's also maturing of economy and maturing of an individual with that economy. When your basic needs are taken care of, which is Roti Kapra Magan, these were the core needs of India and a lot of people. When you start acquiring wealth, after some point, you realize that you have to have a purpose for your life. And that's what we're noticing in the last few years. That people have made the money, people have been successful, our basic needs are done. Once you've received so much, somewhere in the conscience, it starts telling you that now you need to give back. And that has led to a lot of philanthropy. Of course, the organizations like Bill and Melinda Gates are doing or what Warren Buffet does adds to it. But deep inside, everyone feels that there is a time to give back and that has led to the philanthropy. What a contrast cover stories you've had, Deepak, in the last uh, two fortnights. One was a celebrity special all about glamour, fame, money, and now possibly the most emotional issue of the year because it doesn't talk so, as much about profits as much it does about doing good. To your, to your point of, you know, the contrast of uh, the last issue, which was the top 100 celebrities of India, and now the latest issue, which is the philanthropy awards issue, I'll actually draw one connection between both of them. The cover story of last issue was on Salman Khan, who's topped this year. If you read this story carefully, here is also the topmost celebrity of India, Salman Khan, who has actually now made the biggest principle or cause for his life is his foundation called Being Human. The giving back is a theme that is predominant in India be it in the celebrities like Salman Khan or various other celebrities who are doing definitely a lot, so do the billionaires and so do a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm not just talking about billionaires, there are a lot of working professionals. So some stories that you'll find, for instance, the Dasra story of Deval Sangvi and Neera Nandi, these are hardcore working professionals who had great career in, in the US. They quit all of that, come back to India, and they want to you know, equip all the NGOs that they're working together to become much more professional so that they can do better fundraising and thereby also deploy those funds equally well. Philanthropy runs across from last issue to this issue in a way, in a sense. <laughs> in a sense, yes, indeed. And on that note, it's, it's time to wrap up. Thanks a lot, Deepak, again. Thank you, Abhishek. Thank you. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast as usual on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.